Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for today's reading. We ask, Lord God, that you will bless us today, February the 3rd. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord God, what you have for us today, Lord God. We give you glory and honor and all the praise. Thank you for making us just like you, Lord God, full of hope and joy and understanding, Lord. Amen. We thank you for this time we have together, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we better bring, begin our reading. All right, February the 3rd, Exodus 17:8. Amen. To 19:15. While the prophet of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us tomorrow. I will stand at top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur, Hur climbed at the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelite had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms sure became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After this, this down on the right down on a scroll, as a permanent reminder, and read it out loud to Joshua, I will erase the memory of Amalek from under the heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, they have raised their fists against the Lord's throne, so now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. Chapter 18. Moses' father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about everything God had done for Moses and his people, the Israelites. He heard especially how the Lord had rescued them from Egypt. Earlier, Moses had sent his wife, Zipporah, and his two sons back to Jethro, who had taken them in. Moses' first son was named Gershom, for Moses had said, When the boy was born, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. His second son was named Eliezer, for Moses had said, The God of my ancestors was my helper. He rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, now came to visit Moses in the wilderness. He brought Moses' wife and two sons with him. And they arrived with Moses, and the people were camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent a message to Moses, saying, I, Jethro, your father-in-law, am coming to see you with your wife and your two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed low and kissed him. 
They asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about all the hardship they had experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from powerful hand of Egypt. I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods because you re he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifice to God. Aaron and all the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. The next day, Moses took his seat to hear the prophets' disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, Because the people come to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. That is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice. I And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to Him. Teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 150, and 10. They should be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures and all these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,000, 150, and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses but they took care of the smaller ones themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law and returned to his own land.
Exactly two months after the Israelites left Egypt, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there on the base Mount Sinai. The Moses, then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob. Announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the people on earth. For all the earth belongs to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded him. And all the people responded together. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. Then they will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, Go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow, and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day, for on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all people watch. Mark off a boundary all around the mountain. Warn the people. Be careful. Do not go up on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or animal that crossed the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship, and they washed their clothes. He told them, Get ready for the third day. And until then... Abstain from having sexual intercourse. Go. Matthew 22, 34-23-12 But when the Pharisees had heard that he, Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor, neighbor, as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, he's the son of David. 
Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one could answer him, and after that no one dared to ask him any more questions. <laughs> okay, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they preach. Teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside and they wear robes with extra long tassels and they love to sit at the table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi. Don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal, equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven is your spiritual father. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Amen. Psalm 27, 7 to 14. As, as a commitment of yourself to the Lord's care, commit yourself to faithfully trusting the Lord's timing. Psalm 27, verses 7 to 14. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are walking, waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Amen. Wait. Patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 6, 27-35 Can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is. With the man who sleeps with another man's wife, he who embraced her will not go unpunished. Excuses may 
might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys himself. He will be wounded and disgraced. His shame will never be erased. For the woman's jealous husband will be furious, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, nor be satisfied with a payoff of any size. Amen. Amen. That makes the end. I'm going to read the, today's study on Matthew 22 and verses 37 to 40. Uh, 37 to 40 says a... Uh, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Jesus said that if we truly love God and our neighbor, we will naturally keep the commandments. Jesus' perspective looks at God's law in terms of what we should be rather than what we shouldn't do what we should be rather than focusing on what thou shalt not do concentrate on all you can do to show your love for God and others what's one thing you can do today to show others you love them and to show God you love him Amen. Beautiful. Um, talking about Jesus right here, that's really important because, uh, you know, for us human beings, I always wondered, how can I love the Lord God with all my mind and not lose it? Mm -hmm. I can understand with my heart and my soul uh, by seeing, you know, the gratitude of his actions. But my constructive imagination... Um, you know, I really believe it could be uh, with all my diligence, with all my efficiency, with all, you know, to strike a payload while I love the Lord God for searching for Him. Um, and the other one, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if, if I don't forgive myself, certainly. If I'm hurt, certainly. If I'm a thief, certainly. You know, I'm not going to change from those things. Yeah, um, I, I think that you know, it's a really hard thing because how can I measure loving God with all my heart and all my soul and everything? I mean, I can focus on Him and, and read His Word and learn more about Him, but I think it's the, the love of the Father that He wants to show His people is let me take care of you and allowing Him to come in your life and be active. Amen. But the other way is not possible for us to love him with all our heart and all our soul we're going to fall short um but but demonstrating god's love to others is um is showing god's love that you love god amen um the only way we can do this you you're right you're right is through jesus christ through right. the holy spirit right he's put a deposit in us amen. you know that cries abba father amen so our love for the Lord is measured in, in duty and service work and loving ourselves too. Amen. 
The hardest one I had with is love myself as I would love others. When, you know, love your neighbor. So it should be read, love yourself first, then love your neighbor. A lot of us try by self to love our neighbor and we end up drinking. We end up yeah. messing up. The one scripture that does come to mind, though, is in the book of John. I think it's in the book of John. It says, uh, uh, we love because he first loved us. Mm, okay. So We spring you know, forth from that. Yeah, he, he chose us. He loves us. Um, he first loved us. So how can I match that? So we take ourselves out of the equation. Yes. We, we just shine the love of Jesus to others. Amen. And and I, like, I like what you said, is that, you know, i got to love myself. If I'm, if I'm condemning myself all the time, how much love is that showing the Father yeah. that I'm not trusting what Christ I'm did I'm not understanding cross. what Christ has done right. on the cross. You know, that he, or, or my mind is not transformed, like right. the Apostle Paul says, right. that it's, you know, or I'm not reading uh, Romans 5, you know, right. and memorizing 6 and 8, Romans 5, 6 and 8, and even 4 too. Yeah, and I think, I think as we learn from Joseph Prince all the time, the Father loves it when we go, when we when we glorify His Son Jesus because of the work He did at the cross. Amen. The more Beautiful. we talk about Jesus, the more we're showing the Father that we the love. So if we see ourselves as mirrors, Amen. then will we be good, huh? Amen. Mirror, mirror Jesus, mirror, mirror Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I love it. If, you know. Okay. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. And the other scripture that goes along with that is, uh, as Jesus is, so we are. Amen. So under our feet is sickness and disease. Amen. Under our feet is, yeah. is poverty and loneliness and right. death. Under our feet is the grave, you know, and uh, hallelujah. Yeah. And we are transformed by the love of Christ Jesus and the Father puts these things under our feet, you know. We destroy the works of the Satan, the works of devil on other people's lives. We heal, we cure, or God cures. We lay of the hands, and Jesus does the work. Amen. Uh, one point um, I, I picked up, I was like, really good. He's giving advice to the people. Look, um, obey them, follow their commands, but don't do their example. Because they don't care about people. That's great wisdom. So, the so in wisdom, other words, they were teaching the law. They were teaching good commandments. The scriptures. But their actions were corrupt. Right. And that's beautiful. That's right. why wisdom. So now now what I'm doing is, you know, I'm, t I'm getting the scripture inside my spirit so that the spirit of God can work through me. And I can have my revelation coming from heaven. Mm -hmm. Versus trying to see what they're doing and following their example. Kind of reminds me when, when I went to uh, Vietnam and went to sneak those Bibles in there, must smuggle Bibles uh -huh. to communist Vietnam. Uh -huh. uh, when we started talking to the local people there, the local missionaries and so forth, uh, they had a similar situation. He goes, oh, we listen to them, but we don't do what they say. You know, they say right. uh, communism is good. Uh, right. America's bad, you know, uh -huh. and, and they pipe it with loud speakers two, three times a day uh -huh. all over the place. You hear these, you know, and they say, uh, we don't pay attention to that. <laughs> That's but, you know, it's amazing how Jesus always got them on the scripture. You know, they knew uh -huh. the scriptures, they try to look holy, they try to carry the prayer verses in their little boxes, more long fringe or whatever, but they didn't understand the scriptures as he told them in Matthew ten twenty nine. As he always talks about. Amen. Because you know, they could never answer the wisdom of God. Was, you know, when they asked you to try to trap him, 
And Jesus came out with even like supernatural. They say religion. they crushed people with unbearable religious demands yeah. and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Wow, wow. Never lift a finger. That's not good. They're so full of it. You know, and, and uh, Okay, moving right along. Uh, don't let anyone call you a rabbi, okay? And then uh, don't address anyone here on earth as father. I mean, that's so plain. And don't address anyone here on earth as father. We can say dad. Mm -hmm. Daddy. You know, that's the first thing that comes out of our mouth when we're born again. I mean, when we come into this world, we don't say father, father. We say dad. There's only one God in heaven, and he is your spiritual father. Beautiful. He's, he's the one who gave me birth, my spiritual Amen. father. Amen. I love it. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. Amen. Woo, the greatest among you is to be a servant or a mirror of this. Okay. But those who exalt themselves, who take the glory to themselves, like they did, will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. So we got to get a hold of the, the okay. ego, the pride. Mm -hmm. And ground them, and, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. and I, I have a lot of learning to do in this area when I'm talking to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to be creative or, or witty, mm -hmm. you know, and humorous. But am I mirroring my spiritual father? Am I mirroring the Messiah, the, the one who paid for me, who's giving me a life? Okay, I like this. Moving on, um, Exodus verse 19, 4 through 8 says. Uh, 19.4-8 a we're going to talk about these verses so let me go ahead and read them mm -hmm. it says 4-8 through eight, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians you know how I carried you on eagles wings love that and brought you to myself now if you will obey me and keep my covenant you will be my own special treasure from among all the people on earth for all the earth belongs to me and I will and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. So Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded them. And all the people, here go, responded together, we will do everything the Lord has commanded us. So Moses brought the people answers back to the Lord. Okay, the uh, God had a reason for rescuing the Israelites from slavery. Now he was ready to tell them what it was, the mission. Israel was to become a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, where anyone could approach God freely. Amen. God called Israel to present his way of life, to teach his word, and to be an agent of salvation to the world. All the nations of the earth would be blessed through Abraham's descendants, Genesis 18, 18. It didn't take long, however, for the people to corrupt God's plan. So God chose Aaron's descendants from the tribe of Levi to be priests, Leviticus 8, 9, and to represent what God had called the entire nation to be. In Jesus Christ, God had once again expanded his plans to all believers. Christ's death and resurrection Allow anyone to approach God freely through Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, the church becomes a community of holy, royal people. 1 Peter 2.9 yeah. 
Whoo! Holy, royal people. Amen. The church is entrusted to represent God's way of life, to teach His word, and to be His agent of salvation to the world. Amen. God's agent. I am the best agent in this state. God seeks to bless the world through you. Whom God can bless through you today? Who can God bless through you today? Amen. I like this other verse that's in uh, 1820. It says, Teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. Amen. Show them how to conduct their lives. Select men who are capable, honest, who fear God and hate bribes. Amen. Amen. Uh, when Moses lifted up his, his, uh, his staff and his hands, it's kind of like lifting up the Bible, you know. I, I think yeah. at times we should lift the Bible up and read it and say, God, this is your word. I thank you for doing your word and showing me your greatness today, this day, Lord God. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for the water that was shed on the Christ from his side and the, water that, the wonderful water that Jesus was, was baptized in. And thank you for the Holy Scriptures, Lord God, the promises of God that we believe in them. We say yes and amen to all the benefits, yes and amen to all the promises, and yes and amen that today you have called us to enjoy this day, and we do, Lord. Amen. Amen. The only other point I was going to add is that when Moses uh, lifted up his rod, Remember how he told them, lift up your rod against the Red Sea. You know, we have to lift up the Word of God, like you said, into our circumstance. But I love the way when they saw that he was getting tired, someone comes along and encourages them by helping them. There's oh, two. We're two agree. It shall be done. Beautiful. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We're getting, we're getting that help here in our, in our ministry. Huh? Amen. Thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 